it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So Join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Hi Cobblers fans, Charles here. Just before the podcast starts, I want to tell you about Planet League. Uh, Planet League is an online tournament which is designed to get football club fans competing against each other to be better at doing nice things for the environment. Um, It's something that has taken place uh, before, uh, a year or so ago, where the Cobblers actually finished second to Cambridge United in the overall tournament. It would be great, the Community Trust runs this, and it would be great if we could show our support to the Northampton Town Community Trust by getting involved. Basically, you go green for your team with the Planet League. For every action you take, you score goals for your favourite football club. This is the place where top Premier League sides can be humbled by National League teams, where scores can reach their hundreds in the fight for football and climate glory. It's down to the fans. The more you do, the more you help your club. All you need to do, dead easy to sign up, go to planetleague.co.uk, sign up, it's all free of course, pop in the fact that you're a Cobblers fan and then get stuck in to loads of different ways to show your support for Northampton Town Community Trust and the fight for climate change. Good luck, have fun with it, honestly. Show us what you're doing on Twitter. Tag us in it, at Cobblers to Me. It'll be great fun. Planetleague.co.uk. Go get signed up now. Brain again. And he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Hello, welcome to the home of Northampton Town fan content. I'm Charles Commons and this is It's All Cobblers to Me. Alongside me today, he turned down an approach from Steve Evans in the summer, choosing to remain the world's best giant book festival organiser. It's Danny Brothers. Ding dong, jingly dong, ding ding, diggity dong, ding dong, ding dong, diggity dong, ding ding, diggity ding, 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 
after running away to both Spain and the United States to avoid sharing his opinion on NCFC in recent weeks. There's nowhere left in the world for him to hide. It's Neil Edgerton. I mean, there is still places to hide. <laughs> <laughs> the world's a big place. Uh, Matt Salmon's basement is a good place to hide. Do you not yeah. want to hide in Matt Salmon's basement? Because he will probably torture me with Bovril. <laughs> uh, not far wrong, I don't think. Actually, uh, yeah, uh, actually, that's pretty accurate. Judging Danny, by hi. what was said on this week's basement tale. Hi, um, on your uh, little intro, the ding dong intro. Did you know? Uh, yeah, sneaky, yeah. Did you hear a sneaky little June sarpong? Oh, always, yes. Oh, can I get a little June sarpong into a ding dong? <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like well, an um, interesting program. Taking. <laughs> <laughs> taking suggestions. <laughs> I'm uh, already taking suggestions on uh, who can slip into the next one. Um, Careful. Uh, at Cobblers to Me on Twitter or uh, something at something.com. It's for email. Uh, podcast at Cobblers to Me.com. That'll yeah. get there. Something yeah. at something.com. That'll make it. <laughs> oh, ding dong. It was a ding dong. It was a ding dong at the Lamex. Oh. The Lamex. At the Lamex. Is that what it's called now? What's that stand yeah, for? That's the, it's a food group. Oh, the Lamex group. For. Nah, of course you do. But of course I'm you do, Neil. Gonna, I'm not going to say it. Okay, brilliant. It's food. Uh, very. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stevenage, <laughs> <laughs> Stevenage 2, Cobblers yeah. 3, Danny. Hey. Look at that. Hi. Look at that. Look at that little oh. beautiful bunch of people. Oh, oh, the beers, open. The beers oh, are open. It's all going on. I was on. waiting until you said the result before I opened it. <laughs> He's cracked oh. one open. It is a beautiful, I mean. beautiful win. Right. For, first question How enjoyable was that game of football? Oh, just a thing of beauty. It took us through the emotions again, didn't it? We were like up, down, up, down, left, right. And then, and then when it can't, when you think all hope's lost, last minute winner. Oh, Lovely. kind of, just about. Yeah, oh, kind of. it was. It just. It was. We seem to have it at Stevenage every time. What's going? Like, no, they must like, absolutely. Was it about four injury time winners now, or last minute winners against Stevenage? Oh, oh well, it's a. It's um, magnificent. I mean, it would have been amazing, whatever. But to, to beat the team that's top of the league away from home in the last minute, three two, ding dong, come from. Oh, come from. You no, know, being ahead twice to be pegged back and to go and nick it. Oh, what? What? There's all sorts going on. All sorts. I mean, favorite for, game of the season, I think so far. Uh, wow, all that happened. Yeah, okay, there. Okay, yeah. I mean, for, for, forget for a moment that it was the cobblers that were involved, and that there's obviously a lot of emotion attached to that. Therefore, um, and I think it was a really, really good game of the season. You know, it was a really good game of football. It was a good advert for League Two, Charles. Oh, was it? Was it ever? I enjoyed it. Was it, it though? Was it an advert for League Two? Was it just an outlier? Of, <laughs> it wasn't actually because it's just too good. Yeah, I, I, I think that I, th- I thought that the game was really enjoyable to watch, especially in those last sort of ten, fifteen minutes where basically everything happened. That was really good. There, there were times when we were. I, I thought amazing that first twenty-five minutes. The cobblers were just brilliant. Um, you know, the the one thing that they really lacked, I suppose, you know, to be critical, was the second goal in that period of time. We obviously get the, you know, we go one up very, very early on. I think it was like thirty seconds in that the penalty gets awarded, um, and no arguments. Obviously, a penalty. There were no arguments from either either side it's quite funny when you watch the highlights you even see you know because it's right in front of the home end isn't it now normally penalty gets you know given against your side then you see the crowd up in arms don't you you know they're throwing their arms sort of this to sort of say no that's rubbish decision all of them just sort of sat there and just in, in shock but at the same time, also in acceptance that it was the most ridiculous challenge that a player could make within the first 30 seconds of a game ever. It was so... It, it, I have never seen more of a penalty than that. Mm, never? Never. Mm. That's, a, that's a big shout. It is a big shout. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, a bit, if, you, if you were going to be really nasty, Neil, for example... Well, you could uh, be well, because if you were going to be nasty, Neil, then you'd might say that just let Apare have the shot. 
because he might not score. Oh, that is no chance. It's uncalled for in a celebratory a, like this. It's a low blow, Charles. Come on. <laughs> trying to have fun here. Well, what I want to say is we should have had another penalty. We, we should have had another penalty, yeah. right. Yes. And that was quite stonewall as well. I, I can only imagine that the referee just simply didn't see it. Yeah, well, you think you're being too kind to the referee. Well, I probably am. He was, he was terrible, like all of them are. But... Um, it's the only reason that I can think it wasn't given was that he literally didn't see it. That's what his assistants are for, isn't it? Well, I mean, it was right in the middle, wasn't it, really? I I think the assistant would have had a worse view than the the referee. I imagine, I basically imagine that the referee blinked at that very moment. (laughs) Got something in his eye. Had something in his eye. Quite clearly, you know, the only reason that he can't give the penalty there is that he didn't see it, in my view, and that's not very good. But there you go. Um, but I do. I, I mean, would, would you agree, Neil, that we should have scored a second? Forgetting that penalty that wasn't awarded, we we should have just gone and got a second anyway when we were on top. Yeah, we were we were flying, weren't we? To start mm. with, um, and I would say, yeah, that was. Well, I think we said it on our WhatsApp chat, didn't we? That we need a goal during this spell of pressure. That famous saying: "Score a goal while you're on top." Yeah. Um, we did, obviously, within 30 <laughs> seconds, but um, I think there was enough pressure and stuff. And we had control for the first 30, 30 minutes or so. We were in complete control, pretty much. So, yeah, I think we... It's a shame, but in the long run, it didn't matter, did it? Yeah. Yeah, that Jack Salby chance, was it Salby? You just poked it wide. That was that was when we should have had the penalty, I thought. Yeah, just And that was that, a good save, yeah. in fact, I think. That, was it that, save? Was it it was a great one? save, yeah. yeah. Really good save. Got down... Got down low very quickly, tipped it wide. Lovely, lovely save by the Stevenage keeper. Um, Might as well go and support Stevenage then. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) It made made the other two goals that we scored (laughs) past him even the more sweeter. Uh, It was lovely, lovely. Um, After last week where we had the discussion about John Brady and, you know, (laughs) his passion over boiling, um, (laughs) it was nice to see the opposition manager falling foul of it this time. Steve Evans... Received two yellow cards in the space of, what, about a minute? It was all within the same bit of play. And I I don't know if either of you have seen it, Hmm. but I particularly like the way that the referee decides to send him off because he's he's got the ball. If I'm right, it was a a break in play. (laughs) Thanks, Neil. Hmm. There There was a break in play, but it wasn't a free kick or anything like that. He was going to go and do a drop ball maybe. Um, I think, so. I think he'd I think stop you're right. for a head injury to Danny Rose. I think that's where it was. So the referee's got the ball in his hand. So he's already yellow carded Steve Evans for saying something. And he's now got the ball in his hand and he's going back to the spot where he's going to basically play the, the drop ball or whatever it is to restart the game. And the referee just hears something and he decides, I'm going to drop the, he drops the ball on the floor and he turns around and he marches <laughs> over. And it straight was... away, it bra- I, just, I loved it. Uh, it was very parent- <laughs> Um, hearing something from their kid, wasn't it? It was. It, it was like, when they just give you that last little bit of chip. Oh, it was so funny. I really, really, really so enjoyed how, it. For him as well. How ironic is it? Well, no, not ironic. That's probably the wrong term. How stupid is it of Steve Evans to say afterwards that he didn't like John Brady swearing? I know. <laughs> Come on. Steve Evans. Come on, you absolute <laughs> prick. <laughs> Doesn't like someone swearing at him. (laughs) What a moron. (laughs) It is. I mean, the only thing I can think there is that he's just deflecting. He knows what he's saying there in the press, in the interview afterwards, doesn't he? He knows that he's the biggest. Him and, is it Rayner, his assistant? Something like that, isn't it? Both of them are a right pair of swearers. They really are. <laughs> They're a right pair. They love a swear. It's the most dad way of explaining it. <laughs> it is, yeah, you're right. Um, a couple of swearers. <laughs> but, I mean, I remember a few years ago, I can't remember who it was that they were managing, but I went to watch a Macclesfield game with a friend, and they were in, you know, Steve Evans was in charge of the opposition, and um, we, I was stood right behind their dugout. Well, and literally... Anything, Charles. <laughs> now, now. Sorry. Um, and I, every other word out of their mouths was an expletive. Every other word. So for him to say that he didn't like basically John Brady calling his assistant 
you know, a swear word, I don't know what it was, whatever, is just hilarious. It's so funny. Did you see Brady's face as well when he was walking off? It was like he, a he cheeky to, scamp. He, was, he had to cover his mouth, didn't he, to stop from <laughs> laughing. It's, it's a little scamp. It's one of those where jump. you sort of go, well, job done. Just, just you know, brush your hands Wait, together and though, walk right? away. Like Tim Oglethorpe, he he was loving it when Evans got sent off. It was almost it was not quite at Kevin Van Veen levels, but he was absolutely loving it. It was like, <laughs> it was like, oh, has Steve has been sent off? Oh, I wonder where his beetroot face is going to pop up from in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tim, that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> but you can see him brilliant. chuckling. It was it was amazing. And then, but actually, like Stevenage got better when he'd gone. And Tim it, said that. Tim yeah. said, oh, I wonder if this is going to actually make him focus and not have. Like someone barking at him the whole time, and maybe maybe it'll refocus them. And actually, did <laughs> it kind of galvanized them, didn't it? Yeah. it? And it made them almost come closer together, and sort of they, they've got they've got something to get behind and and sort of feel aggrieved about, and therefore try a not not necessarily try a bit harder, but you know get back into the game and and try and impose themselves on it, which they did do. In fairness, I mean. At the point that we'd literally just sort of said on the WhatsApp about how we needed to score again while we were on top, it, that sending off happens for Evans. And then more or less, Stevenage at that point just suddenly are back in the game and they're starting to put passes together and they're starting to to defend, I think. That was the most noticeable change for me. Whereas in that first 25 minutes of sustained cobbler's pressure, it felt like whenever we got forward and in towards their box and we put a cross in, they were constantly putting it out for a corner. We had three or four corners very early on. Whereas all of a sudden, one of their defenders, rather than just knocking it out for a corner, did a nice little cushioned header back to the goalkeeper. And all of a sudden, it was a bit more like they'd switched on and they started to have confidence and you know belief in themselves again and then of course Danny Rose of course <laughs> equalizes for them um yeah I thought that's a little <sighs> bit sloppy from us it was he's just yeah. drifted in and he's standing there on his own I think I think uh Lynn Totty had gone marauding off somewhere and there was no recovery in him and we'd all get we'd, our three central defenders got dragged in and he just ghosted in a bit yeah I still think we probably could have knocked him over as well Really quickly on this, because so I was having to listen to the BBC Three Counties radio commentary, why rather than Tim? I couldn't couldn't find Radio Northampton. Wouldn't let me. <laughs> oh. uh, I remember I don't live in Northamptonshire, Danny, so I had to just go with what I'd got. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I I've, the, I tell you what the the biased nature, and I I don't have an issue with you know commentary for the home team being biased towards the home team. Because I get it, most of their listeners are going to be, you know, supporting Stevenage. But it was so, it was like uber biased. Because they started claiming that had Danny Rose not scored that goal, that it would have been a penalty. No. And I I cannot see for the life of me where they've got that from. But they were adamant. And every single time something happened, they were adamant about it. And they wouldn't stop going on about it for 10 minutes either after every single time anything happened. So, like, the Danny Rose goal gets scored. For 10 minutes after that, they're watching replays back and telling you how it was definitely going to be a penalty if he'd not scored it. And then Jamie Reid has a goal disallowed for offside, and they spent 10 minutes telling us that it definitely wasn't offside even though they're looking at it from an angle that's miles away and definitely not down across the pitch in a line that would actually show that he definitely is offside, as the pictures mm. have now proved. It was just so annoying. I know, Neil, you were listening. I was. And uh, you actually had to turn it off, the commentary, in the end. You got I that mute, I muted it. You muted the commentary. Did you, say, did you comment on it yourself, Neil? No, um, I'd have been worse. Um, I, I don't. It didn't annoy me. It didn't. Sorry, it didn't get. Ang- I didn't get angry about it. It was just no. annoying. Um, just like just a couple of really annoying commentators. Um, <laughs> like there was nothing likable about either of them. Their knowledge was very questionable. Mm. Just about football in general, if I'm honest. Um, I enjoyed the way that they kept confirming with their BBC Radio Northampton colleagues 
And every time they said that, which was at least three or four times in the game, I kept thinking, basically, Tim's told them what the rules are. <laughs> which is worrying, because Tim's wrong quite a lot. Yeah, no, that's as much as I love him, he is wrong a fair bit. So, yeah, they were next level. I think they were the two worst commentators I've probably ever heard. I would they rather have listened to Omar Bogle. <laughs> yeah, I would. I honestly would rather listen to a tree swishing in the wind. Than the game. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, I mean, the the, the actual game, at, at that point, fortunes changed, didn't it? And and I think we were, we we wanted half time to come, didn't we? After about 35 minutes, it almost felt like we were holding on a little bit. That's not to say that I felt like Stevenage were running away with it or running all over us or anything like that. But it definitely felt a bit like, we need to regroup here. We need to get back together and basically get told what our game plan is again. And I think it was maybe a shock for the fact that we'd gone from being so in control and, and so dominant for 20 minutes to then all of a sudden it not going our way anymore. Obviously, it just, just threw us off key, I think, a little bit. Yeah, I thought um, actually we started playing into their hands a little bit. Mm. Like that we started playing like we like we fell into the trap against Walsall, didn't we? About of just matching what they were doing, and I think we slipped into that. There was that delay after the or during the Evans red card. I feel like all of that kind of period was a bit, a bit like threw us a little bit, and we started. But I mean, not that they're like hoofball or anything, but they are quite a little bit more direct and physical, and we we just lost our flow a little bit, and we lost um, the way that we were trying to play. And I think I was just hoping for half time to like I say to regroup and stuff. Mm, yeah, bullies, bullies, bullies! <laughs> special prize. Uh, <laughs> a speedboat. Yeah, <laughs> the um, second half kind of it, it almost followed the pattern, didn't it, of how the the first half had ended? Or I, I suppose, in the way you'd say, it was a mirror image almost, Ooh. because again, we sort of started, and Stevenage started the better side. I felt they then have the ball in the back of the net through Jamie Reed who I must admit at the time I I was I was like oh it's been given us offside thank goodness because <laughs> I was like oh dear they're on top they've scored this is only going to end up one way now if that if that happens they are well on top of us now but it does get given us offside despite what all the Stevenage fans and media and coaches and management team felt you've only got to look at the image that James Hennigan has shared which is a still from the highlight video that that I mean shows quite clearly that Jamie Reed is a good foot offside. I mean it, it helps quite a lot, I would imagine, that there was a line painted on the floor for the linesman to look at uh, and to see it. So um a bit of a, a let off, I would say, in that case. But it kind of woke us up a little bit, I think. Good. I'm glad you both agree. Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. <laughs> he said he's asleep, Charles. <laughs> it did wake uh, us up. Um, I quite liked how we played. I quite liked that we we once we woke up, we woke up and we were properly going for it, and like, we didn't sit back and try and hold on to the draw. Because I think a couple of times over the last couple of years, we would have just settled for that against the team top of the league and just thought, no, hang on to this, go home. And I, I probably said it on the WhatsApp, yeah, let's take a draw now and get out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, we started. Um, coming back into it slowly and I think the substitution made a massive impact the Hilton substitution when he came on it was it was quite bold I thought actually as well to bring him on and, and to to change the formation a, little, a couple of times to actually mm. try and win it whereas before we've we've sat and just been moaning the fact that we've just sat back and sat back and invited teams onto us like that whereas this time it feels like we're making subs and we're making subs to try and impact the result and to try and actually go out of our way to try and win it and 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 change the game that way. Yeah, I, I think uh, the Odomeo substitution. Mm. By the way, great, uh, good game, by the way. Yeah, know. really good game. I, I think I think I'm right in that he had to come off because he was tiring. Mm. Now, in that situation, normally Neil, you'd kind of expect us to go a bit more defensive, really, wouldn't you? You'd sort of think, oh, we're taking off a defender because um, I think did Odomeo come off for was that Dyche. was it for Dyche at that point? Um, but the rest of the subs, it felt like... Because when Hilton came on, he didn't come on for Apare. 
And it felt Hilton come on for Koiki. Koiki mm. picked up a knock, hadn't he? Yeah, and uh, you, you sort of think in these situations where you're losing defenders, you know, to injury, they're not planned substitutions. You think, oh, now we'll go more defensive because of the fact that we're now having to basically cover for the fact that we've lost our, uh, you know, one of our main centre-backs and, and our left-back, essentially. But instead, you know, we went to three at the back with Guthrie in the middle of Lintot and Max Dyche. And we still kept with the attacking play. And, and if anything, those substitutions were what really changed it back into our favour again. You could kind of see that Stevenage almost weren't prepared for us to do that. They just didn't really... They, they, it was so unexpected that we would carry on trying to attack and, and, and go with that way that they didn't really have a game plan ready to react to it, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and then for us to go up the other end and, and, and score, I mean, the last 10 minutes or so were just absolutely crazy. Um, Kieran Barry scores that goal. And I mean, lovely take, by the way. Absolutely beautiful finish, I thought. Really nice play to get it across the ball, uh, to get it across the six-yard box and the penalty area. And for Bowie to just basically hit it the first time, I think. Absolutely lovely. Thwacked it. He did. He did thwack it. It's it was, a shame, really, because it's, it's such a good hit, but all anyone's talking about is the celebration, right? Oh, well, so. no. <laughs> I mean, this is it. You think you've won it because that was what the eighty-sixth minute, I think, that 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 Bowie scores. I that think goal? it was a little bit earlier. I think eighty-two or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, you you think that that's the winner? Mitch Pinnock did. Uh, Mitch Pinnock certainly did, <laughs> didn't he? Doing his cartwheels. Is that his aerobatic? Oh, it was it was lovely, absolutely lovely. It was. <laughs> it's a thing of absolute beauty. He's because he's done like the cartwheel. It's not quite come off the way he would have wanted it to, but he still carried on and did a forward roll. kind. To go- <laughs> <laughs> and just carried it on into a forward roll. It was, it was, a, yeah, it was amazing. Ge- generally speaking, right, it's the kind of thing that I'd expect from Neil. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I was going to say, it's, it, it felt very Nicky Adams-esque, didn't it? Oh, it, yes, did, it yeah. did, yeah. But, Nick, but Nicky Adams would have meant to have done that to look a bit, you know, cheeky chappy. Lad, well, maybe he meant. Maybe I think he Mitch. Meant I think Mitch Pinnock tried to go for a proper cartwheel and just failed miserably. <laughs> next time, <laughs> next time amazing. he scores, he has to celebrate. Oh, that's got to be. Oh, it, it is. It? Yeah, it's got to be. Have we had a goal scorer with a celebration like that since Scott McLeish? Scott McLeish liked to do a. Oh, Scott McLeish was on commentary by Charlie Mister Treat. He was, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Oh. yeah. He. W- I'm surprised he didn't mention that celebration because maybe uh, mentioned everything else. He did, <laughs> did he? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he um, he loved her. He loved a bit of acrobatics, didn't he? But for... I know what you mean it's trademark celebration, wasn't it? Yeah. And do we have any? Did we have anyone since then that's had a? Bayo, Bayo, Yeah, he had the Bayo claw. One where he was like, yeah, the claw Bayo or claw, what? Yeah. We never did find out what that was all about, did we? Uh, I think I that's think him. He really that. liked those claw machines. Yeah, <laughs> and he always pictured Ryan Gilligan's head. Yeah, in, in there, <laughs> trying to pick Ryan Gilligan up. <laughs> amazing, absolutely amazing. Come on, Bayo, come on, find out. Yes, we'd love to ask him about that. Mm. Absolutely. Um, Ghibli equalised for Stevenage almost straight away. Um, bit gutting. Ter- I, I, I won't say no, not maybe not terrible, but not the best defending Neil maybe from us. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> Not the best defending Neil's for us, for, you, for their equaliser. For their equaliser. Yeah, mm. for Ghibli. No, it was a bit pinball-esque to start with, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, one of those, it just dropped to him and... Okay, finish, wasn't it? I would say the, the defending, those sort of goals, you can see why they happen a little bit. The first goal was the one that was worse defending, in my opinion. Okay, so it's almost... What, what, what would you do? Would you say that the first one is... is easier to work on stopping is that what you mean the first one shouldn't have happened right okay. second one shouldn't have happened but you can understand those sort of goals sometimes you get a little bit of a scramble in the box and it happens just to fall to their player who puts it in the first one was, it was ridiculous really wasn't it okay fair enough yeah but then of course uh oh, he's one of our own boys sean mcwilliams what a finish 
Oh, it is that's the finish and the surprise in his face. The love and the, the sheer, joy. The sheer oh. just what has just happened in his face is amazing. It's, it's so good. This is only second goal for us, isn't it? It's, which is nuts. Yeah. I mean, really they, the first one, I'm trying to remember what his first it goal was. was but, yeah, uh, it's like a volley, but that was left footed as well, I think you said. Yeah, but a bit of a thwack, wasn't it, that yeah. one? This is a, I mean, to win it, that's a that's a great goal. Oh, just... Absolutely great goal. And I, do you know what I love about this game is that at that point, the game should be over, right? That should be it. Stevenage should be on their knees, deflated by this hole. They, they, they've managed to get back to 2-2, but then almost within moments have then lost the game and conceded the third. And yet there was still more to come. <laughs> and yeah. that's just the the ridiculousness of, of this game and why I enjoyed it so much. I mean, granted, it's not the best from a, a cobbler's perspective, this, but Danny Hilton's red card just seems, at, at the time, I don't know what you thought about it, Neil, but I, I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't quite believe that he'd been sent off because I was looking at it and thinking referees giving, you know, a free kick to the cobblers here for the fact that the defender has basically taken the shirt off the back of Danny Hilton, but he just kind of walked straight past the defender and, and showed Hilts the red card. Yeah, I think the, the defender went to protest his innocence to start with. Yeah. <laughs> the ref blew his whistle. Uh, I think it was ridiculous. I mean, I know he's raised his hand over the law you can't I mean but so many instances of players pushing players off each other here or there and stuff every week I think if you're given a red card for that there's at least one red card every game if not two if not three so yeah I I mean it's a difficult one to appeal that's the problem with it I think purely on the basis because he did raise his hand yeah Um, yeah it's nonsense though it is nonsense there was there was a Villa player this week who appealed weren't there Douglas Louise for a, basically a lot worse than that it was like a headbutt. Um, he successfully appealed, so that gives me a little bit of hope that. Okay. The difference it, it is that's the prem, though, isn't it? Oh, yes, true. And it's Danny I, Hilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, that's reputation. I, it's, rep, it's reputation all the way for. for him. I, so, I just this ref's, that... this ref's been in the championship right for the last few seasons. He's obviously come across him before. Mm. So I, I assume he's seen Danny Hilton's come on. Anything that he does like that is going to be straight into his pocket. Yeah, maybe. I I, I felt that while I agree with you about how it's going to be probably difficult to get it overturned on the appeal, if we do appeal it at this moment in time, we don't know. Um, But it's the context of the situation. The referee should have seen that, you know, the defender still had hold of Hiltz's shirt. And that's what he was trying to do was just to basically say, get off me. And that's what that's what I don't like about it. It feels like that's very unjust. I mean, I, I saw it uh, written somewhere on Twitter. Somebody saying that basically Danny Hilton got out shit housed, and I can't really, you know, disagree with that in a way. I did a bit, didn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah, because you know, the, but I mean, I'm looking at it and I'm going. Pretty much all game there was shirt pulling going on that the referee chose to ignore. Now, I mean, that may well be because it was, you know, each time it was 50-50, both players basically doing it to each other. Um, But that one seems so blatant and so obvious because of the fact that you were basically able to see Danny Hilton's nipples because of how high he had his shirt pulled up. It was almost like the defender was trying to pull it over the back of his head so that he couldn't see. Um, Is this this new thing with the referees supposedly meant to be allowing the game to flow more. Do you think it's one of the things that they've just kind of said, well, we'll ignore the shirt pulling because it allows the game to carry on because it happens so often. So it's the easiest thing for us to just ignore and allow the game to carry on, Danny. What, to allow shirt pulling, with you? Yeah, I mean, because that's what it feels no. like. Well, it felt like you... that's what he was doing on Saturday. I'm just going to ignore the shirt pulling and we'll just, you know, mm. I won't blow up for it. Yeah, but then you're going to get all sorts going on, aren't you? It's going to be carnage. Well, this is it, but that's how that... My point here is that that's how it's led to Hilton getting sent off. If he blows the whistle for the free kick for the shirt pull, Danny Hilton doesn't get sent off. Yeah, yeah, he should have done, but yeah, it's a referee. The referee in standards we come to expect, isn't it? There's mm-hmm. no consistency at all. It's, it's like we could go on all night again about the referees, and it's just a nonsense for the... Oh, 
hundredth time, it's it, it just get like boring after a while, doesn't it? Talking about referees. Yeah. And... <sighs> I think I think in fairness, Steve Evans actually summed it up quite well in his post match interview. Um, he's obviously going to get fined for what he said, but he basically turned around and said that the FA and EFL have got to sort it out. The standard of refereeing is is ridiculous, is rubbish. I think he even said that essentially, you know, there aren't enough good referees, so therefore they're having to be promoted from non-league far too early. Yeah, this one wasn't there, was he? That's, that's well, no, point. I know. But I mean, he was, saying, he, he was saying that this guy's never been a good ref. He basically said, oh, yeah, he's, been, he's always been rubbish, this guy. And it was just like, yeah. okay, fair enough. We'll let you say that. That's good. There was a penalty decision in the uh, Welsh derby, the, the Swansea-Cardiff game on Sunday, mm. where, which was ridiculous. I don't know, Swansea crossed it into the box, I think, and the Cardiff defender feigned as if he went to head it, but punched it away, and the ref was just <laughs> like, hey, on. <laughs> Honestly, it just summed it up. It was ridiculous. Oh, it's like, like, how are you missing that? And especially the linesman as well. It's mm. honestly, yeah. yeah I don't, I don't, like, I don't get how it's got worse. Like the, all the, te- all the technology, all the input, all the funding into the game and stuff. How is it? It has got. Worse. How has it got worse now? Like what? You, now we're twenty years later from. Like, I don't remember it being this bad. I know. I mean, I know we've had like awful referees in the past and stuff, but it just seems to be every week at the minute, and it, mm. it's, it's, it's crap. You think about all the money that's been put into, say, VAR. Yeah, at the top level, and uh, Hawkeye for the for the goal, you know, goal goal line technology, etc. If they just put, I'd say, half of that money into funding refereeing and actual, you know, giving training and support to actual human beings to be referees, I I I just can't not think that it would be better. Maybe we go the other way. Robot referees? Exactly, robot referees. Got it? <laughs> AI. Love it. That would be great. Just the robots out there on the pitch. Oh, <laughs> and if you talk back to them, they'll just punch you. <laughs> <laughs> Blimey, Neil's been watching Terminator a bit too often. Uh, there we go. Um, last bit on on this particular game and what happened. Uh, Steve Evans, got to, mm-hmm. got to love him. I think it's hilarious. Not allowed to celebrate anymore, boys. That's it. When you no, win sorry. a game of football... No more celebrating. I'm sorry, Steve. Sorry, being too loud. Sorry. Sorry, playing cheeky girls too loud for you, are we? Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Steve. We'll keep it down next time, Steve. No, we won't. I I, I just don't. (laughs) Steve Evans, of all people, telling people to stop being so loud and noisy and celebrating the game, a win. Because when we first saw this, it came across as... We'd been in their dressing room, hadn't it? But I think a couple of people did a bit of digging and stuff, and actually, you know, it was just us playing music loud and and singing and dancing in the in the in the dressing room. If you just come away to top of the league team and won three two in the last minute, what are you going to do? You're not just going to file in quietly and just you know have a reflective conversation about it. Of course, we're going to celebrate. Ridiculous. Get See, out, Steve. Yeah, this is it, isn't it? So he basically said, we will take it as in the defeat and go again. But if we win on Tuesday, away at Doncaster, I think they are, we won't be shouting about it in the away changing room, which has happened today. I think it demonstrates how far we have come to see them celebrating like that. So first first point is that clearly what he's saying is that we were in our own changing room and we were celebrating. Nothing wrong with that. I don't care. It, you know, if if they'd come to six fields and they won, I'd expect them to celebrate three points. I, I, I don't really get that. The bit where they said that, or where he says about it demonstrates how far Stevenage have come to see it. I, I get what he's saying there. He's he's basically trying to make it make out as if, oh, look, we're, we're a lot better now because play, people are actually celebrating beating us. We're not just, uh, you know, deemed as an easy three points anymore type of thing. Not that I ever really think that they ever were. Um but it's in this bit. I just said to them, it's October. Don't shout in people's faces in October because there's a long way to go and nothing was won or lost today. I think you'll find, Steve Evans, that a game of football was both won and lost today. Won by us and lost <laughs> by you. Oh, there like you it. go. Bloody so, also, um, there was a... <clears throat> I can't remember, it's a bit of Macclesfield person, actually, on, on the Twitter. <laughs> Oh, an Ecclesfield right. person saying that no, it's Stockport. Sorry, it was Stockport when Stevenage beat Stockport earlier mm. in the season. 
the Stockport reporter responded to Henner's story, I think it was, saying, oh, I was there when Stevenage beat Stockport and Steve Evans was running on the pitch celebrating. <laughs> so I'm going to swear, Melly, mute for a moment, but fuck <laughs> you, you fat slug. Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> oh, it comes up with stuff like that, though. It ruins, not ruins, but it takes away from what a, I mean, what a game. Yeah, like, to, I mean, for Steven, especially, like, fair play to him. Like, yeah. Playing, playing, you know, the Stevenage way, doing it the best they can do. And we've come up against teams that play that way, but you can't keep it up and they're, they're just doing it and hoofing it. But they've got a style. They've got a, they've got a decent team. They're, they're punching above their weight well. And but they'll stay they, there. They I, think they'll, I think they'll be in the mix because yeah. they got Steve. Literally, I said to this to Matt on on the, the previous show that they'll be up there because they have got Steve Evans. They're not mm. going anywhere, I don't think. And they're they're good side, and it was a it was a cracking game of football. Yeah, they're a much better side than they have been for the last ten years. Yes, so. After every game, we ask for your three-word review on Twitter. Uh, Had some crackers <laughs> this week. Yeah, Niels is done. Uh, love that. Uh, my favorite this week. Gents, uh, was from Idris Scott Wade. What a name. What a name. Uh, I chose it uh, for this. Phenomenal promotional performance. I have to admit. Very good, very good. I love a bit of alliteration. That's that's (laughs) what I want that. Uh, And and a special mention to Brick Cobbler, who went with... Got married instead. John, love it, <laughs> loved it, loved John it. And if you've not seen it, he, you know how like at weddings, um, you, you yeah, some people oh, yeah. weddings are Charles. Yeah, <laughs> you do. Yeah, um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you you often will get uh, your guests to sign a book or maybe a, a poster or a, a different things that I've been to weddings and, and they get you to sort of leave <laughs> messages on something. Well, Brick Cobbler got a framed cobbler's home shirt with 22 and i do on the back and got all his guests to sign that nice. yeah. really good Love that. really well loved it really great idea that one well done and uh obviously congratulations to uh Mr. brick Mr. and mrs brick <laughs> congratulations to the bricks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh lovely make sure to follow us on twitter at cobblers to me to join in after the full-time whistle of every cobbler's game. Um, right, boys. Yes. I've got a question for you. Um, now, this is probably a little bit negative consi- considering the, the no, amazing game. No, but I, I've just got one question for you. Josh Eppier, oh. what's the point? It's mm, a good question. To that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah. He's played, you've, you've got it here, Charles, played 66 minutes so far this season. Yeah. Four games, Salford, Walsall, Cambridge in the Pizza Cup and Rochdale. Uh, no goals, no assists. Um, I'm a little bit annoyed at what we've got from this at the minute, I think. We we need more no's on a season-long loan. Maybe it's a big ploy to not play him until January so that you don't get taken back and stuff. Right. Uh, like suddenly in February, he's just going to kick off. And, okay. Because when if he if he gets in this team, like, imagine it. Mm. I mean, look, lucky at the minute, we're not, in desperate need of it, but if if you add that to it to the to this squad as well, it just feels like he's constantly going back and forth with injury and stuff like that. And we just need oh, just it's frustrating, really. I think more than anything that we've that we've got excited about this lone player in the summer and, and coming in again. We know what he can do, and that that's the the big part of it that we know exactly what he can do. Um, that's the frustration that we that we're missing. That come on, Josh. Yeah, I th- I think that. The thing for me with it is that we all knew that essentially he probably wasn't going to make a whole, you know, full season and play, you know, 40-odd games or anything like that. But we thought, we don't need him to play all of those games because he's that good. He'll get us some assists. He'll get some goals. He'll he'll chip in. And I, while I appreciate the context of this is the fact that he has been essentially injured and he's been coming back from that injury or illness or whatever it is that he's done, stubbed his toe or whatever. Um, but he's to have basically zero return from him, considering how excited we were to to get him back and and how it almost felt like. And yes, I'm I'm speaking for you know more people than than I should do here, but. It essentially seemed like he was almost, you know, the signing of the summer. 
everybody was excited about him. We were waiting on him. We wanted to get him in the door. And then when it happened, there was a big deal made of it, you know, by the club's media department and everything like that. And and essentially, it's just been a big flop. So far. So far. Yeah. So far. There's still time. Still time. Just speak loud, we didn't buy him. Oh. <sighs> I'm just that I mean that is the other side of it is that I'm just sort of going oh, how much money are we spending on wages for him yeah, that's it. that yeah there's just a little bit and it of doesn't a... go the other way in January do you think is if we say no, go no away. you've not had enough of it we've not had enough of you you're using yeah. up a loan space we could use someone who's going to play every week but but again if he get if he does get to full fitness he's going to be an incredible asset so hopefully he does hopefully hopefully Come so on. Shall we go to the post bag? Dip, 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 dip. It's time to read your letters out. But things have changed, so listen out. If you want to write about Northampton Town, you'll need to write this next bit down. Just have a rant or just some fun. At podcast at cobblers to me.com. No matter if we lose or win, send us your thoughts. Come on, get them in. Get them in, Neil. I've got them in. Oh. Well, they're not my thoughts. You'll be pleased to know. <laughs> good, good. It's not <laughs> what we pay you for. Go on. No, hold on. What? We're getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> Move, moving on. One day. Uh, <laughs> we've got Steve Tomlin. Hi, Steve. Hi. Uh, he has sent in a nice long email. Mm. Settle down. Oh, by the fire. If you've got a fire. Oh, giant book by my side. Get in your giant book. Yeah. I feel compelled to email you to tell you about my day yesterday and how good it was. First of all, my son Samuel wasn't allowed to come due to the fact he's soon to have a heart operation. So things are a little bit emotional in the Tomlin household. Before I carry on, send in Samuel all the best, Stephen. I mm-hmm. uh, hope everything's okay, and I hope it goes okay for Samuel. He then goes on to say, anyway, I won't bore your listeners with the details. It doesn't sound boring at all. It sounds very important. Um, only recently I passed my driving test, and yesterday I drove to my first away game, taking a good friend and my daughter, Eloise. Ooh. I was nervous and excited about the motorway. We arrived early, found a pub for a few pints. Hopefully not too many, Steve. Uh, <laughs> and on the way to the ground, myself and Eloise found a Greek food street van. Oh. Oh. Got a couple of chicken gyros. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Oh, that's what. Oh, very good. We got into the ground just in time for Apare to smash home the penalty. The next 30 minutes was dominated by the cobblers and tip, until typically Danny Rose scored. In the second half, and especially the last 10 minutes, it was a proper League 2 blood and thunder game. When the cobblers scored the third goal, it was delightful to see Eloise scream and go mad in celebration. It's just the fillet I needed. A brilliant win and a great hug with my daughter at full time. For this, I thank my dad. 40-odd years ago, taking me to my first Cobblers match. For me, football is about mates and family. What a day and what a win. Oh, oh what an email that is. That is beautiful. Favourite ever email. That is a lovely email. That Congratulations so on passing your driving test. Steve. Yes. yes. Thumbs up perfectly as well. It is. Football is about mates and family, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. It's about moments like that yesterday, isn't it, when you just like lose yourself. Lose your sh- Sorry, lose your shit. Sorry, Melly. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> you're just like hugging random strangers and stuff and going absolutely crazy. So that's but usually you get in trouble for hugging random strangers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can't go to the supermarket and just hug, hug around. Hey, straight oh, yes. Look at that oh. cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> I love you've gone with cucumbers. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, incredible. Oh, Got another? Yes, please. <laughs> got Brian Brian Wills on the Slack. This isn't oh, cucumber related. You'll be yeah, on the, on we the saved this one. I think we oh, saved we this did. one for you, Neil. We did. We so, saved oh, this one. Oh, uh, this is a rollover, is it? Yeah, yeah. From a couple of weeks ago. So Brian Wills on a Slack uh, patreon.com forward slash cobblesmith. If you want to join that, get in there. Uh, as an ex pro football, dear Neil, as an ex pro <laughs> footballer yourself. No. Um, hold on. I've lost it. Uh, can you tell me why players wear short sleeve tops over a long sleeve vest and not a short sleeve vest under a long sleeve top? Yours, very confused, Brian. Oh. Um, no, short, I can't, Brian. So, short sleeve tops over long, uh, long sleeved vest. So, so the vest thing is obviously they, some people obviously don't like wearing perhaps shirts that are a bit loose, maybe. 
So yeah. they have the the Under Armour type thing. Yeah, it's a wicking layer, isn't it? It's des- yeah. They're designed to wick away the sweat. Wicket. 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 Yeah. Bowling warney. Indeed. Um, bowling warney. I mean, I do. I do this when I'm running. So in the wind, in the winter, I will wear a long sleeved base layer, so a vest, as Brian calls it, and then put a t-shirt on over the top of it. Um, I mean, I will, I will say that I, I, I wear the the base layer for two reasons. One is um, to hold everything in, and uh, two <laughs> is to keep me a bit warmer uh, by having multiple layers, especially in the winter. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't wear a short sleeved like base layer and then have a long sleeve top over the top that would feel a bit weird don't know why just does we've not really helped there have we uh no i don't think we've been very helpful at all but no. oh well what why, do they expect why change? Yeah, <laughs> what do they expect why, why change what we're used to eh? <laughs> uh do you want another i'd love another dan darwood on the slack oh hi dan dear neil will you be discussing the standard of refereeing in league two during the pod or would it be easier to just replay previous discussions? Kind regards, Dan. Uh, yep, listen to the last 100, 200 pods. Yeah, I'd say That'll so. That'll tell you what you need to know, Dan. Mm-hmm. No uh, need for any more. <laughs> Ash Cobb, with Rose's goal and Hilton's part in two goals and a sending off, who won the Danny Derby yesterday? Uh, well, the Cobblers did, surely. We won 3-2. You only had to look at the result. I'd give it Danny Brothers. Yeah, oh, thanks, Neil. look at that. Yeah. Wild card. No one <laughs> wants to see a Danny Derby, do they? No. Well, no, no. we've seen it. Yeah. We've got, oh, Steve Tomlin again on the Twitter. Oh, oh. How mad is Mitch Pinnock? He's <laughs> <laughs> great. I love Mitch Pinnock. Love Mitch. Come on, Mitch. It's one of them characters you just love to see, isn't it? He, he, he's, he's quite he's, clearly enjoying his football, isn't he? he he's he's, the, he's the ringleader, isn't he, in the dressing room? He's the Nicky Adams and the... Who else? He's the one getting the, the caterpillar. The Ricky Holmes, yeah, yeah, yeah Ricky Holmes mm. and all that, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's nice having these characters, though, isn't it? And oh yeah, you got to. I mean, but if you imagine, I'm trying to think back to have we ever had a character like in the dressing room, like a Mitch Pinnock, that kind of a who just who wasn't actually like that good, or at least didn't oh. perform as well That's on the pitch. Question. Like, has there ever been oh, like um, a, just a squad player? <laughs> Ishmael de Montagnac. No. Do can't. you think he was a character? He's just, off he's the just pitch? a nutter. He was a character on the pitch. Yeah, it's true. Was he off the pitch? I don't know. We'll have to ask people who knew him. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't think of anyone. Send like, us in your your uh, favourite characters. characters who were a bit rubbish. <laughs> there you go. Another. Mm. Come on, keep him come flying this week. Uh, Ryan Eldred on Slack. Does Charles still want to get a drum? Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't believe I ever wanted to get a drum in the first place. You did, place. Charles. No, you you did. were on drums.com. <laughs> <laughs> you went to Drums R Us. I, 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 I deny vehemently. Oh, it's there in, in, in pod history, Charles. Oh, is it? That'll okay. be coming up in the in the bio, is it, in the season? <laughs> I'm sure it will do. No, I don't want a drum. Next up. Cobbler mm. H on the Twitter. Mm. If you had to describe Stevenage boss Steve Evans in three words, what would you say? Well, I think, Neil, you've already said this earlier on in the pub that I've bleeped out. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's how we'd all describe him. That's how we'd explain it. Bleep, bleep, bleep. There you go. <laughs> uh, this one is, is not for me. Oh. This is Christmas. for Christmas. Yeah, this is for, for you, Danny, <laughs> and you, Charles, and also uh, Jeffy, but she's not here. Um, if you had done your half-term reports this weekend as opposed to last mm. weekend, would the grades be different? Oh, oh. See, I, I gave an A- minus last week and the others mocked me and I said did. it was too high. I'm sticking with yeah. A-. minus. I didn't say it was see? too high. I just yeah, I just, I, I just said uh, my point, I think, was that I felt that B plus sounded better than A-. minus. Well, no, it's not, though, is it? Well, I so know it it's not. It might sound better, but, but it's not. Well, there you go. I, I went with the B plus, didn't I, I think? Yeah. Off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, no, it would stay the same. There we go. Short, sharp, and sweet. Neil, what's your what's your half term grade? Oh, yeah, I think I would go with a with an A minus. I think. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Feels about right. Come on, join the A minus train. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, I'm on. Get me on that train. Oh, okay. If you were going to write a report card, Neil, what would it say? A minus. You just put a grade. You wouldn't. You wouldn't put any words. Especially written. Okay. Yeah, Neil's definitely the teacher that just puts a grade and doesn't and just yeah. doesn't put any words. And maybe a smiley face. Yeah, oh, <laughs> gotta love a smiley face. Sneak a smiley face in there. How 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 easily do you give away house points, Neil? Well, I've given away left, right, and centre, Charles. Oh, I bet you do. You're that teacher, aren't you? You're the one. Yeah, that every, uh, you know, you've turned up. Looks. Here's a house point. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, oh, Mr. Edgerton's in today. Can't wait oh, for this. This is going to be. You brought great. me an apple. Here's ten. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, lovely. Right, do you want the final one? Yes, let's get the final, final one. It's just from uh, Brian W, which I can only assume is Brian Wills again, but it could I think not, it, it is, might yeah. Not. Might be Brian, Wemsley. I don't know, Wembley for all we know. Brian Wells. Maybe it's Brian, Brian Wells. Wells. Yeah. Yep, Brian Womble. Who knows? Wolves. Yeah. Um, if you had to, Dino, if you had to choose which one, Willie. would you choose a drum or a stand full of Vuvuzelas? <laughs> nice. <laughs> One drum or a stand full of vuvuzelas. Stand full of drums or stand full of vuvuzelas. Oh, a stand full of drums or stand full of vuvuzelas. Oh. Um, I'd go with the drums. Drums drums would be, you You could, you know, you could at least bash out a rhythm on that. A vuvuzela is very, very, um, <laughs> I knew you'd enjoy that, Neil. Uh, <laughs> make me ears bleed, a vuvuzela. Or a stand full of them, anyway. I could bash out a rhythm to the Vuvuzelas. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Uh, I bash out get... a rhythm to anything, Charles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Explain that one to your kids, Melly. <laughs> oh, it's descended into oh. chaos. Um, well, welcome back. Welcome I've been back. to Vegas. Welcome you know, I've been corrupted. What do you mean you've been corrupted? More corrupted. corrupted. Oh, yeah, they, there we go. That's Those more. dastardly Americans. Oh, how dare they? Um, lovely. Love that. Um, NTFC women were supposed to play in the FA Cup third qualifying round on Sunday. They were supposed to be away at Lincoln United. But a waterlogged pitch meant that mm. the game was postponed. Uh, so mm. we'll have to wait and see if we can get through on the rearranged date. Uh, next up, uh, we've got Lincoln City, that's a different team to Lincoln United, uh, in the uh, FA Women's National League, Plate. Plate it. Plate it. Uh, which plate. is next Sunday at Harpole. We're going to bring uh, that plate home, Charles. Plate it like Beckham. Oh, nice. Oh. I like that. Uh, and then the week after, I think it's plate, the week after. Plate Lawler, sorry. Karen. Oh, goodness. River Plate. Oh, Lincoln City. <laughs> Again, we yeah. face them again, this time yeah. in the FA Women's National League Division 1 Midlands. That's the league. Uh, at Sixfields. Oh, on Sixfields. On Sunday, November the 6th. That's the day after the Cobblers Men's FA Cup game away at Chesterfield. <clears throat> I've got that right. Yes. yes. Yeah. Not good uh, for TV, will we? No, no. I'm going to be there. I'm going to go and go on, uh, get down take Sixfield. Amelia down to Sixfields. Go on, get on down there to watch the women play and take on Lincoln City. Um, it's obviously the first game back at Sixfields for nearly, a, well, it's this season, obviously. I think it's nearly a year. We set a record last time. Mm-hmm. Great attendance. Not quite a 1,000. This time, we want over a 1,000 people there, don't we, Danny? We do. Get get everyone down there. Get Tell everyone you know. Your tell all your there. friends. Tell all your friends. Come on. They're, Bring they're them just down. hit form. If, uh, yeah, if, uh, it's going to be good, a good, good one. Results recently. It's going to be a good one. And um, listen to our Team Talk episode to get to know the managers and the staff and all that kind of thing. I think we were going to record it after the Sixfields game. Is that right? Or yes. Well, I, I thought because I'm going to go along to Sixfields, mm, I, I thought I'll get some, uh, I'll, I'll try and get some. I'll get some Vox of, Pops. Yeah, some chats with different yeah. people at the game. Ooh. Not while it's going on, obviously. That would be a bit difficult. Mm-hmm. Running up to... Uh, uh, I, I don't know, um, Zoe Boot, and saying, don't so how's how's things going, just as Charles, she's clearing Charles, it. Charles, come on, yes. you're, you're not catching Zoe Boot. No, I'm probably not, to be fair. It would take some doing, that, yes, I believe, yeah. Um, um, Lincoln, yeah. by the way, Charles, Lincoln, mm. just a couple of places above us in the league. We've got a game in hand. Oh, So it's going to be a tight one, tight couple of games, that. Tasty. Lincoln. Yeah. 
be good. It'd yeah. be really good, really good to get through the plate and obviously get into... Because uh, last year we got through to the FA Cup. Oh. Was it the first Third round, round proper? Third round proper. Yeah. Yes, so we've got yeah, so get... It was that replay, wasn't it? I think that was Lincoln as well. That was, was Lincoln. Was it Lincoln United or... I can't remember if it was City or United. But oh, I, can't. I think it was we, City. Um, we got knocked out. I think they went on to play Liverpool, didn't they, in the next round? They did, yeah. Which was a bit annoying. But so this but, year, uh, this year, go a little bit further. That would yeah. be lovely. Um, but yeah, honestly, get down to Sixfields. It's sure to be an excellent afternoon. I am sure of it. Um, that's November the 6th, Sunday, November the 6th, with a 2 p.m. kickoff. Come along, uh, watch the women play. Honestly, you will enjoy it, I promise. Um, you do need a ticket. You can get them. I believe <laughs> season ticket holders are um, free. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and if you're not, it's not expensive at all. I think it's about a fiver to get in if you're not a season ticket holder. So not expensive. Um, obviously, we all know what's going on in the world at the moment. So I, I completely appreciate it. But we'd love to get as many people down there supporting the lasses as possible. Hey, why don't we? Do a little competition. Why don't we buy like four tickets and give Ooh. them away? Oh, that's a good idea. Should we do oh, that? Yeah. Shall we, Neil? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, what do people need to do? Oh, here we go. Uh, they need to send me <laughs> now, their, now. Best, their best joke. <laughs> their best joke. Have you got <laughs> to make joke. Neil laugh? <laughs> got to make is me it, laugh with a is joke. It, and is I'll it one of these me. like TikTok things where people stand there with a sign saying "Make me laugh" and then people snap? Have you seen those videos? They're dreadful. I don't understand TikTok. Oh, but no, neither do I. That's, that's why all I ever see is rubbish. Um, okay, is that what you want to do? You want to do? Yeah, best, best joke. See if you can make me laugh. Get them in by next week and okay. read the best out and see. Read the best out if... and we'll have a. What we'll do is we'll have a top five, oh. and then I'll, I will see which one makes me laugh the most. Okay, so four <laughs> tickets. Is that what we're saying? Four tickets. Yeah, four, four tickets. tickets. Family. We'll do two kids. We're going to buy four it's tickets. Four, just, just four tickets. Yeah, we'll get four, four tickets. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get four tickets and we'll give them away. Best best joke into Neil by the pod <laughs> next week. This How do they send them in? Are they Twitter or email? Uh, send it by email. We'll, uh, we'll do the email. Podcast at cobblerstome.com. Oh, I'm go. excited about next week now. I, I'm excited about next week now. Neil's not going to be here, is he? He's going he's gonna to fly off to... Thailand or somewhere else. <laughs> As it happens, I am in New Zealand next week. <laughs> 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 oh, brilliant. Uh, that's it. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, I'll be back on Friday with the preview show where I'll be speaking to um, a Newport County fan. That's right. We've uh, got one of the 1912 Exiles on mm. to chat all about the game on Saturday. Uh, thanks for listening to It's All Cobblers to Me. You can get more from us, including our match previews that Danny does a marvellous job with at cobblers to me.com. This reminds me to do one for Tuesday. Thanks, Joss. Yes, do one for Tuesday. Please <laughs> do. Uh, yeah, cobblers to me.com for all of that. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back on Friday. Goodbye. Way! There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The Cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. Hi Cobblers fans, Charles here. Just before the podcast starts, I want to tell you about Planet League. Uh, Planet League is an online tournament which is designed to get football club fans competing against each other to be better at doing nice things for the environment. Um, it's something that has taken place uh, before, uh, a year or so ago, where the Cobblers actually finished second to Cambridge United in the overall tournament. It would be great, the Community Trust runs this, and it would be great if we could show our support to the Northampton Town Community Trust by getting involved. Basically, you go green for your team with the Planet League. For every action you take, you score goals for your favourite football club. This is the place where top Premier League sides can be humbled by National League teams, where scores can reach their hundreds in the fight for football and climate glory. It's down to the fans. The more you do, the more you help your club. All you need to do, dead easy to sign up, go to planetleague.co.uk, sign up, it's all free of course, pop in the fact that you're a Cobblers fan and then get stuck in to loads of different ways to show your support for Northampton Town Community Trust and the fight 
for climate change. Good luck. Have fun with it. Honestly, show us what you're doing on Twitter. Tag us in it, at Cobblers to Me. It'll be great fun. Planetleague.co.uk. Go get signed up now. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.